It's the real Kipper and Bourne show, National Edition, live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, and this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Tons to get into in the next hour, uh, including what we think is the hottest story in the National Hockey League. And today, the NHL suspending Ottawa Senator Shane Pinto for 41 games for gambling. And uh, I think just recently, Shane Pinto, uh, was there a press release, Sammy? He, did he apologize? Statement. Uh, I can read it for you here. I want to apologize to the National Hockey League to the Ottawa Senators, my teammates, the fans of the city of Ottawa, and most importantly, my family. I take full responsibility for my actions and look forward to getting back on the ice with my team. There you go. And just to get your thoughts on this, yeah. uh, JB, we'll go to you first. I got the uh, send statement too when you, when you guys are ready for it. Well, so go go it lead us with that. All right. We were made... We were made aware of the National Hockey League's investigation into this matter, and additional information was made available to the club upon completion of the league's investigation yesterday. Shane is a valued member of our hockey club, an engaging, intelligent young man who made poor decisions that have resulted in suspension by the National Hockey League. We know he's remorseful for his mistakes. The Ottawa Senators fully support the NHL's rules on gambling. While saddened to learn of this issue, the entire organization remains committed to Shane and will work together to do what is necessary to help provide the support to allow him to address his issues and become a strong contributor to community. When the time is right and with the league's blessing, we will welcome him back to the organization and embrace him as one of our own. I mean, do you think like in high school and they make you read paragraphs, you ever envision yourself having to do that on national television, just reading paragraphs? Great job. Oh, thank you. Really a great performance there. No problem. Yeah. I'll give you a six. A six? (laughs) Yeah. Tough grade. I Listen, it's written written well. (laughs) Yeah. It's all it's easy to read. So when I hear all of this, I think my thoughts, like a lot of people's are, what did he do? You know, like specifically, what did it look like? Um, You know, how bad... Is it in terms of, is he gambling on his own games, anything like that? He didn't. But I'm just saying, like, you kind of wonder the extent of it. And then you wonder kind of how bad is the thing anyway? You know, so for me, it's like, what exactly did he do, Kip? What do we hypothesize that he did? Okay. You just asked me, like, five questions, right? <laughs> it's all the same question. What, what do you do? And, and they're, all, they're all legit questions. That's what everyone said. And this is, what, this is the biggest problem I have. With the league statement, the Ottawa statement, Shane Pinto's apology is there is way more questions yes. like the ones that you just asked me yeah. than anything that's been told to us up until now. I'm sorry, but there's a world of our, our fans out there that are going, hold on for a second, yeah, time yeah. out. Uh, you guys legalized gambling. You put commercials on for us. Uh, it, everything appears to be normal. He didn't bet on hockey. Why is he suspended 41 games? If it's legal, yeah. then w- where's the issue? Well, that was the 14th question I asked you when I finally got through my list there. <laughs> yeah. is how bad is it really? Yeah, And something that you and I have talked about before, which is just presumably you can't bet on your own sport because you may have information that other people don't have. And the, they did but if provide. It's football, they did provide the information that he did not gamble on hockey. Right. Uh, but there's probably way more to it. With third party uh, situation that 
you know, hasn't been verified or, or uh, confirmed. But there, yeah. there's way more to this story, which leads to a ton of your questions. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And they're too vague. So would you have preferred them to just come out and be forthright with like, exactly what happened? Can they do that legally? Why like, not? I don't know. That's why, why I don't that's know. That's a really good point, Kip. Like, like, why can't they be like, here's what we saw on a gambling account, well, whatever. Like, just the Here's mere what fact. Our questions were. Like, I talked to an agent. Maybe they think it's stupid that they're suspending him for that long and they don't want to give out the details. Listen, I, I, I talked to an agent today who told me that his player said, like, how do they know? Yeah. And, you know, it's clear that once you log in or you're, you're on it, like, this is a phone. They know. They know where we are. They know. Yeah, they know how to target it, advertise me to buy a right? million hats. I, they know me. <laughs> yeah. and they, win. Oh, yeah. they, they know where you are when you, you logged in and yeah. they know when you place the exact time you place bets. They know. But the point I'm trying to make here is that like, we have taken a opportunity to educate and we don't. Uh-huh. We don't educate. We don't tell people this is what happened and this is the proof that we had and this is the trail and if you're out there, well, no. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't want to do that. So uh, they mentioned the investigation, uh, right, in in the statement, but they don't don't tell us when did it start. So people are sitting there going, hold on. He has no contract. I, I don't know. Nobody knows where he is. Everybody was under the assumption that this happened, like, last week. They don't tell you when the, inf- when the investigation started, which is obviously last year, last season. You think so? Oh. That where? far back? Uh, yes. So this was going on this whole time. Nobody knew. He was being investigated. And, again, it, it, it's fine. You don't yeah. want to make it public. I get all of that, right? Why would you? If But... My point in all of this, again, is just why are we trying to be vague about it? Why yeah. not bring it out and, and, and be in the open? And you know what I didn't hear at all today at all is, like, Shane Pinto. Like, does anybody care, like, why he's making bets on the team facility? And just to go back, there there seems to be a feeling that the NHL kind of copycatted the NFL uh, policy in which you are allowed to bet on other sports, but never on the team facilities. And we believe that's what happened here. So has anyone else asked, you know, why is Shane Pinto coming to work and, and betting? And is he okay? Uh, is, is there a, a mental issue here going on here? Is he struggling? Is he an addict? Does anybody care to ask that? No, no. He'll come back after 41 games and everything will be fine. But, like, what, what else is going on here? Like, Well, uh, Kip, that's none of our business no, if no, something is, is going is on. No, it is not. If Excuse he's having me. a tough time... If he's having a yeah. tough time, they can yeah. work through that with him. You no. don't need Nick Kiprios' no, 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 opinion no. of what his issue is. It's not Nick Kiprios, JB. It's the guy spending $250 to go watch him. Okay? He has a right to know, is, is, uh, is he okay out there? Is he bothered? Is he, where's his mind? I, I just don't think spent- he does have a right to know. I don't think he has any right to I, know. I'm, I'm you don't season- have a right to know what any of those players have going on at home. I, I it's don't, not your business. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to go pay $250 for a guy who's addicted to gambling. 
I you are. Yeah, what difference is it to you? What difference is it to you of guys fighting with his wife or with his neighbor or whatever his issue is? in your product. Come watch me play hockey then. That's why you're buying your uh, ticket. No, I, I, I don't believe that's the right thing to do is, is watch a guy who's maybe struggling and you're throwing him out there to win you a hockey game when he's got maybe some personal I mental... I think we're making a lot of assumptions here. Let's talk. I'm, I'm really surprised right now. I... I, I uh, uh, your look at this uh, because you you've been in a personal situation. I have absolutely, and I'm just saying that if if you come to work and you're struggling, mm-hmm. JB, maybe you shouldn't be at work. A hundred percent, it shouldn't be, and you should talk to someone about that and get the help you need. Can we just get it out in the open and just educate people in this? I mean, I chose to. Not everyone does. I think it is an important teaching point. You're right, and there's there's a point here for sure. Okay. And we'll get back to it. I know we have our guests. We should. All right, let's go to Daryl Ray, Dallas Stars TV analyst. Uh, Razor, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, it's unfortunately, uh, it's unfortunate that uh, one of the lead stories today uh, revolves around uh, Shane Pinto. Uh, is there thoughts on uh, the story coming out of Dallas at all? Are, are people talking about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, anytime you get that length of of uh suspension and and it's all over the sports world i mean it's a weird tangle going on between gambling and and sports uh it's it's not going to go away uh i don't know what i didn't catch your whole conversation i just wish there was a little more transparency uh because it does seem it does seem confusing like i'll give you this for instance like just me uh we're in vegas uh, game number two of this season. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've been working for this franchise for 30 years. Should I lay, you know, could I lay something down on them in Vegas to win the cup at the end of the year? I don't, I, I have no idea whether that's even legal within the, the league. So, you know, you just don't do it. It just seems, it, it seems really weird. Uh, I think the only gambling, I, I don't, I don't really gamble myself has just never been my thing i didn't play cards on the bus or any of that i think coaches gambled with every time they started me but that's a different story the the whole idea of of gambling being uh you know sort of ingrained in our sport is is the future i mean it's the present it's the future just guys obviously don't understand the rules as of right now well we appreciate you joining us today if um if anyone were to wager on the dallas stars Pretty good success so far, and our own uh, Kipper over here does have the stars as his cup favorite. Uh, things are, are off and running. Tell us about the early start to the season and really, I guess, the comparison to the way they were built last year, which was, again, a legitimate cup contender. Yeah, Justin, they're, they're still kind of finding their way here. I mean, it's very early, obviously, five games in, but uh, they they haven't quite figured it all out up front on D they've changed things a little bit as far as pairings, you know, Pete DeBoer loves a a group that can get out of their own zone in a hurry and with possession and sort of tilt the ice and play a ton on the other side of the equator. And uh, they've, they've had an issue turning the puck over a little bit. They had that freak show shambolic night of power play against Philly and still managed to win somehow, despite giving up, three short-handed goals on one side of their special teams. The other side of special teams has been uh, perfect. I mean, they're 15 for 15. It's, it's, it's held them in. I think they're, 
the goaltending of Ottinger and their penalty killing is a major reason why they have the record that they have heading in to the game against the Leafs tonight. But, you know, a guy like Matt Duchesne, I, I think it's, he, has, he hasn't played bad by any stretch of the imagination. He just hasn't produced much offensively. And, you know, those guys, they, if they're not doing that, they feel, feel like they're not showing their worth immediately. Uh, so they've had to change things around a little bit with the forward line, see if they can get it going. And the idea being that they want four lines of of pressure and, and attacking and the idea that the opposition gets no breaks, every line has the potential to score. And that that might be the biggest change from last year if they can get it, where uh, they have a fourth line that is a legitimate uh, potential for offense and not just, uh, you know, some penalty killers and, and the ability to eat some ice and, and maybe not get scored on. They they prefer all four lines have the ability to put the puck in the net. We're talking to Daryl Ray, Dallas Stars TV analyst. Uh, no Ottinger tonight. Uh, Wedgwood is in. Was this always a scheduled start or was this a, a late minute, uh, last minute decision? Uh, no, they, uh, the word today was that it was scheduled, and you could understand why. I mean, they they had to ride uh, Otter pretty hard late last season because uh, Scott Wedgwood got injured, and they were trying to uh, trying to win the division. Uh, and and Jake was in there night in and night out, and you know the way it is now in the league. They they don't play number one guys sixty five games anymore for, if they don't have to prefer to keep it lower than that so you have a lot in the tank come playoff time. It's why you need two goalies that can win for you, and they feel like they have that, and it's, it's been proven. Like, Scott's played uh, terrific, especially on the road. He's going he's gonna to get back-to-back home starts, which is a little weird, um, and good, good for him. He didn't play much at all. I think he only played maybe seven or eight games at home last season. Uh, you know, Jake was miraculous in Pittsburgh the other night, but – if, you know, he played four of the first five games, you do the math and you don't want him in the mid-60s, I don't think, for games played in that. So uh, it'll be Wedgwood in the in the pipes here uh, tonight, and, and that's the plan, I guess, uh, and they're going to stick to it. As you know, uh, we're Toronto-based here, and uh, Max Domi is a guy who has you know, had a little slower start uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Tell us about his time with the Dallas Stars last year, what you guys saw out of him, and kind of how he fit in there. Uh, he was a terrific addition. Both he and, and Evgeny Dodonov came over from Montreal. Uh, you know, they, I don't think they wind their way to the conference final without those additions. They, they had to give up something in order to get them, but it was, it was what they needed, a little more depth in their forward group, a little, little more punch offensively. I, I, thought, I thought he played fantastic for the most part. You know, he, he's eager to support his teammates in any way. He jumped right in against Matt Dumba after he plastered Pavelski in the opening round, and he set up one of the prettiest goals of the playoffs for the Stars, the, just a... A saucer pass for the ages to Miro Haskin in in uh, in Seattle, and you know he just he 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 was he was a guy that fit into the group immediately, personality wise, and in the way they like to play. And uh, you know, so you, it's going to be intriguing here tonight because essentially you had you had Max who who wanted to go free agency and probably was was too high a cost to retain here. 
because uh, they certainly liked him. And then you have Matt Duchesne kind of fall in their lap after he was bought out by the Predators, and they get him at a discount. And uh, the two of them probably still trying to feel their way a little bit with their new teams here in the first couple of weeks of the season. Daryl, it just seemed uh, a few years ago this team was led by Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, and now you hear Robertson and Hintz. Uh, but there's still uh, yeah. some contributions from two of the highest-paid guys on the team. Uh, how's that transition been from frontline guys or stars or faces of the uh, organization to, you know, one of one of many? Yeah, I, I mean, probably a, a, a difficult thing when it's starting to get turned over. You know, they guys like that want to be the guy, uh, but the understanding that if they're going to win again. They, they need more than just the two of them. I mean, it was exciting when they didn't have that kind of depth. And, and this, I mean, they were a one-line team, uh, you know, along with uh, Radulov for a while there. It was, they went berserk, uh, the three of them. And, and now you look at it, and Tyler, Tyler's played a lot on the wing. He's played, played probably more wing than center. Uh, you, you know, they still use him to, to take face-offs. Which hurt would hurt his numbers last year if you're just looking at offense. You know he was a second power play unit guy, not a first, and and that that kind of cut into I think his goal scoring a little bit. But he was a perfect fill-in when Pavelski got injured in the in the playoffs against Minnesota and and racked up some power play time and some production. Jamie Jamie has fully embraced his role. He's ridden shotgun with Wyatt Johnston. Uh, he had a just a phenomenal year last year. You know, we tagged it the Renaissance because it really was a, a you know a renaissance of all things captain of the stars and and put put up just a, a phenomenal regular season. And you know, he's still sticking up for teammates and all that. But they want to win, and they understand that they they can't be the guys forever. And the more other guys that are you know near or at the same level and at an elite level, the better chances they have of winning at all. And that, that's the goal here. So they, I, I give them a lot of credit, you know, for sacrificing a little bit, uh, not financially, obviously. <laughs> that's still pouring in <laughs> but, uh, as far as time on ice and, and utilage and, and all that thing. Uh, they, they've, been, they've been eager and, and quick to sacrifice that for others' success. Yeah, I'll play as little as you want for like $8 million or whatever his salary is. <laughs> um, one guy who, you know, if you're a Leafs fan watching tonight's game, one guy you have to watch is Miro Heiskin. And where is he among the game's great defensemen with the Kale McCars and Foxes? Is he in that uh, echelon yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. And, you know, the interesting thing, because it – it's like most of these awards, like even the Selkie best defensive forward goes to a guy that, you know, pumps a lot of rubber into nets and picks up a lot of points. It's no different with the best defenseman. Uh, you know, Eric Carlson, what last year is like, he's like an offenseman uh, more than a defenseman. And, and with Miro, he, you know, he, he checks, he checks every single box, but with John Klingberg moving on last year in Anaheim, and I know this year with the, the Leafs, it opened up that, that QB one on the number one power play for Haskin. And then he certainly has the offensive acumen to, to run that. And his points went through the roof and he broke, you know, franchise records on that side. Uh, he's an incredible skater. He, he thinks the game 
on both sides of the puck so well that he can read what the opposition wants to do offensively, break it up defensively, turn it into offense immediately. Uh, And this year he's, and I think this is probably a carryover from playoffs. He's, I think he wants to show that he, he can't get, uh, not that he did before, but he can't get intimidated with any kind of physical play and, and he can handle guys uh, physically. And it, you know, you, so you add that into the mix and you had a pretty complete guy back there. And I, I hope he, I hope he finishes just a smidge higher than seventh in Norris voting this season because that's it was ridiculous. He, he's too good for that. Uh, he should be a finalist uh, this year, and hopefully he has the, a similar offensive season because that seems to get the eyeballs on him. Daryl, three teams left in the Western Conference, or the league for that matter, with goose eggs in the loss column. Uh, Dallas is one of them, of course, and then there's Colorado and Vegas. Who's Who's impressed you the most out of the gate? Probably Vegas, you know, just considering the summer that they probably had, <laughs> as you will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, to, to but we've seen it before, right, with teams that win it and they get that gust immediately first 15 games or so or, or 20, and then reality starts to set in. You're getting everyone's best game every night, and they start to feel the fatigue in that. But they, they have run back most of their team uh, from a year ago, and uh, they're healthier in that. Uh, they're, they're, they're an impressive – they're a very impressive club. Obviously, Colorado's healthier. The, the Stars, have they've manufactured points without playing to the level that they are capable of, which has been impressive here and. I think you're going to see those three teams with a few others that are going to jockey around as the season moves along as as the best teams in, in the West and, and then see who can knock who out come playoff time. But I'm always impressed when uh, Cup champs can come back the next year and look the same, you know, because it's not the same vibe, right? They, you go from that intensity and, and plowing forward the way that they did and then the celebrations in the summer and then you get some of these – antiseptic arenas in the early season and they're still you know drilling teams the way they did last season so very very impressive with the cup champs daryl really appreciate your time man thanks for joining us and uh, enjoy the game tonight yeah always my pleasure boys see ya thanks man appreciate it daryl ray dallas stars tv analyst uh like colorado back i guess i know the one thing, you know, we had – Sam was excited earlier because I was looking at the the Bruins schedule, was it? And they've had a pretty soft schedule for one of the undefeated teams. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. What you were telling me off air is that the Bruins now – they suck. That's what you heard. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Okay, okay, okay. But they have played San Jose and Anaheim and, you know, some lesser teams. And sometimes those are hard to show up and yeah. get your two points. We <sighs> have seen the Leafs Just struggle the Leafs. in those situations. Just ask the Leafs. OT with Montreal, lost to Chicago for the Leafs. So certainly that is, uh, yeah, they're not gimmies for any team. Taze is happy, Makar, and you get Josh Manson back. Hey, don't you think it is some impressive, you, you talked about Jamie Benn, some impressive thing to have the ability to just play a different role, like after you've been the guy who gets the minutes, who's whatever, to, like, still be a useful guy. A lot of guys have the ego and couldn't handle that. Uh, yeah. Um, he still seems to be, like, a pretty important player and carry a pretty important voice, but he's yeah. just not 
the go-to guy. Yeah, like Corey Perry and Jason Spezza and these guys but were like... Corey Perry still, I don't know, 13 minutes like the other night. I think he was yeah. not much more than but 13 minutes. But he won a hard trophy. He was, oh, no, no. You know. Corey Perry's special. Yeah. He's just... To, to make himself so relevant in every playoff series yeah. that the last two or three years against the Leafs, of course, um, yeah. tells you character, how much character he has. It's like you have to have a bit of grease. And Jamie Ben's another guy, too, who has no problem. You know, if he's not scoring, he can find other ways to be useful. Yeah. Obviously, Perry's and, found that, you know, too. Speaking of that type of role, who still managed to be really important tonight, Pavelski. Like, come on. He just tips pucks, uh, he's pucks just in the net from everywhere. So dangerous anywhere around the net. I told you he uh, lit up my team in college. We were leading in the third game of a best of three. He single-handedly put Wisconsin on his back and scored in the final minutes. Uh, this, that was 20 years ago or something, and he's still just doing it in the NHL. It is unbelievable to me. Yeah, six points through five games. Ho-hum. No big deal. Yeah. All right. He's, he's, really... played, he's played 1,255 games, 452 goals. Is he? No. no? Don't say that. Can uh, you say the hall? Yeah. Give me the numbers again. He's played it's... 1,255 games. Yeah. 452 goals, 555 assists for 1,007 points. 1,000 points. 182 playoff games, 139 points. In the yeah. Playoffs. See, I I give you a long list of guys that are in the hall that he should be ahead of. But it's no cups, right? For Pavelski, not that it is exclusionary. They win one when we weren't looking. Yeah, I know that. And last, the last round of inductees was the Sedins and Luongo, and or but yes. So maybe he is. He's had some monster playoff years for them. Yeah, and his last year with the with the Sharks. He had 13 goals in, or that was at the Stars. I was at the Stars, 27. Yeah, 13 goals, six assists in that playoff run in the okay. first year of the Stars. We All need right. to take a break? No, no, no. Let's do, uh, it's game, game time. time. Presented by Bet365. Okay. What? I see on my lineup, it says 525, hard out. Oh, I didn't change it. Sorry. Break. No, it's okay. We're doing it now. <laughs> I'm the producer. <laughs> All I'm right. the producer. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a oh, hard baby. out from three days ago. It's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Play responsibly. Uh, just a couple quick ones. I'm looking at, you know, I love the futures. You know who's still the favorite for the Jack Adams? Is Rod Brindamore. Really? Yeah. Broad. Rod Brendamore has so much pressure right now to sign a contract that, like, is acceptable amongst his peers. Mm. From other people saying, hey, just because oh, you want to be. yeah. But you know what? Yeah. If you're Rod and you want to sign for less money because you want to be the yeah. coach of the Canes. Which say, he's done twice. Yeah. Like, I, I do you. Is it fair to ask him to ask for more? Like, he, he just wants to be the coach in Carolina. He doesn't want to be somewhere else. Well, the rest of you can say Rod's contract yeah, is exclusive because he's they're, different. They're, it's, it's easy to say that yeah. and, and say what – but there is pressure yeah. to not set a precedent or a standard that says if you get somebody who really – just wants to be here means that you don't have to pay what's fair. Right. And do you and remember when? So he's gone from like his first 
He was the lowest paid coach at six hundred, and then his recent one six hundred six hundred thousand was he, was his first contract. I no, heard. that's what I heard. And oh, then, he, then he has a good start out of the gate, and is like, and then he goes to one six. Yeah. So, the feeling is Todd McClellan's in L.A. and Vigneault just retired off of like five million dollars a year. Yeah, well, Babs was making six five. So, yeah. like. Remember Bab said he did it for other There's coaches? There's a lot of people that think that Rod Brindamore should just, uh, like, it's a no-brainer that he's $5 million a year. If he's $5 million, he's probably underpaid by $1 million. You know, like... According to the marketplace. Sure. He has but, done it over and over and over. His teams are always I, in the cream I, of the Carolina crop. Carolina has no interest in paying him $5 million bucks. You think they would rather have... I don't know. Let what, Rod Brindamore go and pay I, someone three? That I don't know. Yeah. That I can't tell you or where his break point is wow. or or not. Oof. But he can't go from 1-6 to like He's two. currently making 1-6? That's what I heard. He's going to need at least four. Given the market, four is less than he's worth I, by you, two. You won't hear an argument out of me. I, I think four is a steal for yes. Carolina. I'm just not sure if they want to pay him four. You say, Rod, if we give you four, we can't afford yeah. an AHL team. Uh, yeah. We need you to take <laughs> You are now the Charlotte Checkers. <laughs> the last contract Train he signed, it was, I really want to be here, and I write a number down, let's go. Yeah. This one I hear is like he's, more, he's more interested in getting something that's fair yeah. and that his peers can go, you know, that's acceptable. And it's just not other coaches on other teams. There's a whole organization in Carolina who who don't want um who don't want Brendan to set a standard that says so so ownership can turn around and go every every employee going yeah. if that guy's willing to play for free or yeah. or he cares about us so much then Rod you wants do, to be you here, do, you don't? Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You you won't do what Rod did. Yeah. So that's the other thing that Rod's gotta do. He's gotta protect People underneath them, coaches, yeah. uh, associate coaches, trainers. Better get some wins. Right. And the next four, there's a four-way tie for second favorite between Jared Bednar, Sheldon Keefe, John Cooper, and Derek Lalonde. That's John 14 Cooper. to 1. Yeah. I, I just find those very interesting. Detroit, for me, oh, yeah, to Lalonde's start the season, uh, yeah. has, has been the best looking coached team. So that maybe first in the NHL in goal differential, there. just behind sorry, Colorado and Vegas are one and two goals yeah. better. So and, they're right there. Uh one last quick one. Uh revenge parlay tonight. Klingberg over a point. Max Domi scores a goal. Ten to one. And like that it. was that was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus Ontario only. Please play responsibly. All right, we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Hard out. Hard out. <laughs> Soft. What says somewhere on my, I know, uh, I my sheet? I'm not that good at this. Washington <laughs> Capitals? Yeesh. I was a little quick on maybe the demise of uh, the Washington Capitals. Big win yeah. against New Jersey. Yep. Didn't see that one coming, did you, JB? You know, I kept, I hate to break it to you, but I actually bet it. I did, did see you? it coming, yeah. Lindy Ruff <laughs> had some very choice words describing what he saw last night out of his New Jersey Devils. We're going to get into that and a little bit more on The Real Kipper and Bourne. Fresh views on everything in the National Football League. It's the Fan Checkdown with Matt Marchese and Donovan Bennett. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Tuesday night was Frozen Frenzy. Yes, 16 games on Wednesday, one. So we got a lot of texts yesterday. Even more after the show? Uh, yes. And one one that, game last night. Yes, and I feel bad that I didn't read this one on air. I hope the person who texted it is still listening today. The loner Zamboner. <laughs> <laughs> That's the winner. Yes. I hope, I hope wanted... whoever that was that texted, I really hope you're listening today because I felt guilty I didn't read it. It was really good. Last really night, we, we called on our viewers and listeners to uh, name one game in the National Hockey League. <laughs> Not quite the Frozen Frenzy. Not quite the Frozen Frenzy. The Loner's uh, Amber. I, I still like the, the One Night Stand. One Night Stand. <laughs> I like the Melted Malaise still. Um, whatever, whatever is suited best, it led to a 6-4 win over the, Was- uh, over the New Jersey Devils by the Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of concern over Washington, but... It has to be a one of those maybe fork in the road moments for them in the, early in this season where maybe they can get on track a little bit because there is still a ton of pressure outside of the Ovechkin chase for Wayne Gretzky's record that this team competes. Yeah. A, a goal and assist, 20 minutes, I think four there, shots yeah. on goal for, for Ovi. So they, they they left feeling good. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, if you scored an empty netter, eh? Yeah. Does that matter to you? Does that really? Do... It I, wouldn't matter if great. But... I just don't want him to break it. So that's. You it don't does want matter. him to break the record? Of course not. Oh wow. Why not? Because I don't know. It's Wayne Gretzky's the yeah. greatest Canadian athlete ever. Maybe like I just I want the Canadian guy to have the goal record for our sport. That's I mostly the way it is. just sounded surprised. So you would say that because I kind of agree. I I I love Wayne Gretzky. I love Wayne Gretzky. I don't love Ovechkin. <laughs> End of story. I've hated Ovechkin yeah. since the tinted visor in the World I Juniors, baby. Like, you I've never been a fan. Didn't do it for you? I don't have a horse in this race, but... Not as I've always been a Crosby Instagram. guy, you know, them going up I, against I, each other. It's just, he's not my guy. At, at the end of the day, it's just uh, a really, <laughs> really good goal scorer. Yeah. Of course! What am I right? going to say? He's not good? He's, no, I just don't like him. He's a better goal scorer than Wayne Gretzky ever was. You guys, well, killed, not yet. You guys killed the but suggestion. You still got seventy-one to I go. Like Wayne will always be remembered as a as a setup guy, a playmaker yeah, with yes. the 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 three sixties backhand passes to Curry. That's how I remember Gretzky. You guys killed the idea that like Gordy Howe is the most goals ever because <laughs> a lot were in the WHA. Yes. That was the name of that other league, right? Yes, correct. The you Indianapolis guys killed Racers. that idea. What about the idea that it's not total goals? Like if you include playoffs. Gretzky's got like 1,019 or something, and Ovechkin's <laughs> behind him by far more. Do, do we not count the I playoffs? Am, I'm, I'm, I'm not there, but I do lean towards like a, a game's a game. I, I don't and understand. The ones, like, there's they, the playoff they matter record. More. And the, yeah, right. They like, matter more. Worth a goal and a half. Yeah. It's, it's still like there, there should be a, a total for it for sure. Yeah. Like if Ove- then by the need- way, if Ovechkin passes it, we are immediately changing oh, the standard. Yeah. Then, Gretzky actually has the and, most. <laughs> and then when you have your conversations about the playoffs, then the the then the numbers are there to stand on their own. Right. Oh, for sure. So Gretzky, yeah, uh, we're we're gonna. All right. For him. Okay, I'm just looking here so, at Ovechkin's playoff numbers. I mean, I think he's scored a lot. Uh, yeah. Too. I mean, he has 72 goals in 147 playoff games. And Wayne Gretzky, I think, has more than that. He's under a goal every two games. 
Um, All right, figure it out for us, please. I, I am. I'm pulling it up. Relax, guys. It's not like we're on national yeah, television a, or anything. 40 goal season. Hey, do you know that among the texts that we got yesterday, Sam got killed for wearing a backwards hat? Oh, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. It was a, it was a, it was a DM. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's playoff total. <laughs> so stupid. 208 games, 122 goals, 260 assists for 382 points. 382 In playoff. 208 games. No one is Ever coming close touching that one that's gross that's ridiculous ridiculous okay they, okay yeah. so uh lindy ruff yes not happy with this clip. not happy derek do we have the clip we do let's do it i think you look at uh, tonight's first period uh, every battle went to them uh our puck play was atrocious um passing we couldn't go tape to tape we missed passes uh I thought we were a soft team. There it is. said the word. The four-letter word. We couldn't go tape to tape. (laughs) (laughs) You guys suck. That's some ECHL stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of surprising. Three, two, and one through six games, seven points. They're a plus-one goal differential. A lot of expectations for them. Oh, God, yeah. Like, a lot of people picking them to be one of the best teams in the league, and they're, okay, and they're not the, looking they, like it. They still, should run away with that division. They're still not as maybe perplexing as what we're seeing out of Carolina and Rod Brindamore. We just had a conversation about his contract. Yeah. But, like, like that that team was a, a lot of people went, yeah, they're, they're Stanley Cup final bound. Oh, yeah. I mean, that division years for years has been unbelievable. And looking at it now, the Rangers are on top at four and two through six games. Really surprising. But yeah, Carolina, the biggest shock, Kip, is that Carolina's decor has been, it's this vaunted group of seven guys deep, and they've just given up a zillion goals. 33 goals against for the Hurricanes. Um, Really a shocking number. Is that the most in the NHL? Appears to be. Where's uh, Kyle Dubas's Penguins in that division? Great question. The Penguins are eighth out of eight teams. Uh, oh. Six games, two wins, four losses, mm. minus three goal differential. So also struggling quite a bit. And how's the uh, Eric Carlson 100-point uh, pace going? I actually don't know. He, uh, I know he had one point in his first game. That's really all I know. They're not playing well. No. And... But I guess he doesn't feel any pressure because he has a lifetime contract, so maybe he's not worried it's about like it a too much. Weird professor, but like can't fire me. If this, I don't if know. it starts in going pit, really pit, south, what happens? I don't think anything. If what? Well, if it goes south, I, like what, can't when, fire the guy you just hired in Dubas. Well, seven years, all four the titles. points in six games for Carlson. Four and six. Yep. All right, so yeah. you can still you can still get her going. But, like, you can't get rid of Dubas. You're not getting rid of Crosby. You signed Malkin and Latang to long-term deals with no trade clauses. The Carlson thing, he's locked in. The guys who are, if they struggle, they're going to struggle for years, presumably, because they take up the bulk of the cap and they're the yeah. issues. I think... Crosby looks I, very I, good, by the way. I think the moment Kyle Dubas went to talk to the Fenway group and... Uh, it was made abundantly clear that as long as we got Sid Crosby, we're trying to win a Stanley Cup every year. He said, okay, then, then I need seven years because I'll need a rebuild. I'll need three or four to build it up after, after what might be a, a failing attempt. Well, to your point about here in Toronto in the first hour, we talked about them, you know, parting with assets at the deadline every year. He is... Dubas, I mean, 
is yeah. going to have to do that at the deadline and earlier for the Penguins to support a group that so far they've lost three straight games right now. You know, they're going to need reinforcements and they're not, they have Crosby. They're not just going to lose quietly. So they will do things, presumably. How's, how's Crosby start? Good. Well, yeah, he's still really good. He's going to be really good, but on, on a team that misses the playoffs and where do you go from there? And he'll have, correct me if I'm wrong, one more year left on his deal. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. I don't see it at all you don't see, that this guy goes Colorado? to six Fenway Group and games, says, and I'm out. No, I, I think I think this guy is 100% on the Mario Lemieux one trajectory. One, one team. team right to the end. Now, the question means, do I play till I'm 38, 40? Yeah. He could still play at a high level at, at that age. He is too competitive, I think, to just lose. To just be on the Penguins because you want to be a one-team guy. Well, he doesn't have much choice here. He he does that. Yeah. Or he gets traded or he retires. So you tell me which one. He's only go, got three go choices. Go play with Cole Harbour's own Nathan McKinnon. I don't and, know. No? I don't see was- him ever. Last year or the year before, Outside we talked about black that. and gold. It felt like it was possible for me. Remember, we did, we traded Crosby a couple of years ago, saying that maybe he'd want to go somewhere else. <laughs> Colorado. Two hours of talk radio a day. We trade <laughs> everyone at some point. Yeah. But yeah. we also had this team dropping. Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. Like you could see it. I, I watched a playoff night. team though. They're two and four, and I still think they're a playoff they're team. They're not. And Malkin because I think they're going to do more. Like they'll stay aggressive with player movement. And Malkin can still have some good nights, but they're. They're a little bit more distant between those good games. As Can you have a top 100 well, player in the league? Or? He was the he first star of the week in the NHL yeah, the I first know. week. And he said, hey, I hope the season is finished now so I can win an MVP. <laughs> <laughs> he's got eight points in six games. He's, he's off and running. But yeah. to your point, Kip, yeah, he's got two points in his last three games, so not as hot. Kipper, was there something from your Kipper's corner you wanted to bring up today? You uh, mentioned it to me before well, the show. O- Oilers tonight yeah. against the New York Rangers. Uh, 11 games on tap tonight. I think uh, Oilers on uh, and Rangers one. on Sportsnet 1. We got luck. Anaheim versus Boston on Sportsnet. But, like, yeah, there's... I was joking around a little bit about Evander Kane coming to the aid of a fourth-line player. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I did write about Eric Stahl. You know, there's still some teams that are interested in Eric Stahl. Mm. He has not made any commitment. He would not go to a, a training camp. He, What's that about? He's just like, oh, well, he's no one likes his age. Yeah, he's too old. He's like, don't, I, don't you got to get no. up to speed? Uh, but he can come back up until Christmas, right? December yeah. 1st. So I, I think he's going to revisit, maybe. <laughs> and I, I had heard Edmonton had a lot of interest in, in, in bringing him. You know, if you're going to have a fourth line for the Oilers, you'd like it to have... A use, you know, like not depth scoring so much as you need some players to go either forecheck or hit or do something. You're right. Like Derek Ryan's not going to produce enough offense to justify not doing other things. So, yeah, they, they could probably use some help in the bottom of the order there. At that point in your career, though, you're going to go to Oilers. It's like that's the amount of pressure that goes into that. Like, Talked about that earlier, you know, with o- Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, it's like going there and you're a big name going into that market where it's already like 
the elastic yeah. band's already stretched out. And it's like, you're it Eric. Oh, it's like Eric Stahl's coming. Yeah. And then it's like, however old Eric Stahl. I don't know. If, I, if I'm choosing where to go and I have some choices, into that scenario may not be my number one choice. I get it. You no. Know, uh, if, if Tampa's like, hey, you want to come play? And you're like, yeah, I go to Florida or hey, I go somewhere warm, but I don't know. I, I can't see it. Still like your chances to see 97 in the outdoor game Sunday? Very much. I don't think they should do it, but I do, <laughs> I do think they might. Yeah. Like I, you think it still could come? I do. I do. You know, there's like the I Oilers really schedule is going to soften here. They play that Flames, then they play the Stars after that, and then they get Nashville, Vancouver, San Jose, Seattle, Islanders, but, Seattle. Like, like they, Are they better than those teams right now? Well, they play I Vancouver think they again? Are. I think they are. How many times do they play Vancouver? <laughs> yeah, are they, they play done Vancouver with them? November 6th. And then are they done with them? They might be. Wow. Yeah. Got, got a little concern for Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Just watching lifelessness yeah. generally. Just, uh, the offense and Kadri. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's got to find a way to score a point a game. Minimum. You think? Yeah. I mean, he's typically been a 60-point I know, guy. but he, well, he had the, the great year in Colorado, yeah, but he or something, or has to find a way to produce. Yeah. Well, they're counting on him. They're counting on Huberdo. Those guys haven't really found their stride yet this season. You know what's really interesting to me? Has he got bagels? No, he's got an assist. He's got one assist. Yeah. So the Heritage Classic is Saturday night. Mm-hmm. The Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames. I mean... This is two teams that not only are being showcased that night, but need that win and that momentum and that yeah. positivity. There's actual stakes in an October game for an Edmonton-Calgary yeah. game, and I'm really excited about that. Um, just you are mentioning Edmonton. Zach Cassian retired today. Yeah. I'm at the point now where... How old? Seems young still. Yeah, but he's played for 12 years, Kev. Which makes me feel old. Like, I'm now starting guys' careers and seeing them end makes me feel old. I haven't been through that yet. Yeah. I know you guys are old, so you've been through that before, but it's it's starting to hit me. Oh, like, yeah. when Patrice Bergeron retired, I'm like, oh, my God. I saw it, every moment of that guy's career. Right. I, yeah. No, it, it happens fast. But Cassian was he played a, hard. Too. Oh man, he was played a, hard. He's a mutant. Cassian's Just nailed career everyone. could have been Pat Maroon's career. Like, to me, they were very comparable, kind of fourth line. Guys with hands. Yeah. Maroon's just a bigger guy. Just a, like, he's, like, linebacker stuff. Yeah. But I, I liked Cassian when he was. He was 32, his, Kip. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a one contract. games. So yep. It was a good, good career. And For he, sure. And he had one contract that was. Nice. Yeah, he got paid. Member of uh, that powerhouse world, uh, the junior team with, I think, with Hall and all those guys in, in uh, Windsor, too. So, long history, played in the world juniors. He had a good career. Do you want to guess how much he's earned in his career? I would say $25 million. I'd go, uh, I'll go uh, 19 $23, mm. two. All right. Not bad. Good, good job, Thank guys. you. Sometimes Thank we're you. off by like $40 million. Yeah, I know. I, f- I figured he had one big contract in there, right, with the Oilers. Yeah. I feel like it was like three times three or something. I mean, like I said, I remember that kind of stuff, but I can't remember my. It was the first round. It was the first round or two, wasn't he? Yep. he went Doctor by the Sabres. Yeah. Yeah, four by three point two. There you go. All right, Leafs, Dallas Stars tonight. Uh, the four and two Leafs against the four zero oh, and one Dallas Stars. We got Joseph Wool playing against not Ottinger, but Mackenzie Blackwood, if I'm not mistaken. And Ottinger and Wool were teammates. Yeah, 
Where? Like the US, US under 18 team. They played together. Oh, yeah. So I think he really wanted to go because he thought Andrew was going to be playing. I have to say, uh, might be a bit of a wake-up wall tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Are we doing bad wall puns all year? I just, so I don't too. know. I think the Leafs Dallas. could get, they're uh, close to the end of a long road trip. Yeah, I think. Could be a bit of a big win for the for the Stars tonight. I'm gonna take a low scoring game. They went to overtime. Remember the Nick Robertson OT winner against yeah. the Dallas Stars? I'll take another OT Leafs win. So three two. Uh, I got a text from my wife saying, Uh-oh. "You're wrong," and Justin's right. <laughs> I knew I loved do, your wife. She's do you want to do you want to go to my house for dinner tonight? <laughs> and I'll just hang out here by the, the uh, cafeteria. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kip. Yeah, I appreciate that. Tell her thank you. <laughs> I love you, boys. All right, just like that, real Kipper and Born done. 11 games on tap. Find yours and enjoy your night. We're back tomorrow.